back in the day when you taught me to live and I taught you to pray. We went in the battle together, no matter the weather, we never delayed. You gave me commands, I always obeyed. I never let you go astray. I never thought I'd see the day that you would come and just betray me. Sick of playing silly games, you... Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and questions of a facial 3D scan as part of a voodoo ceremony for every movie, show, one-shot, and special presentation in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And you're ready for my spiel where you can follow us on Twitter. Wait, X at MCU underscore Rewind and give us that five-star rating on whatever podcast app. Wait x that you use uh which is really the best thing you can do for any podcast also you guys know that we do a very special thing between seasons they're called x i mean scrolled episodes so uh where we kind of transform our podcast into something else a couple weeks ago we transformed it into a squint and it's almost like a uh films to be buried with episode where we just talked about you know our favorite marvel movies characters and whatnot if you got ideas of what podcast we can rip off, I'm sorry, X. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, lovingly uh, appreciate. Uh, let us know at MCU underscore rewind on X or Twitter. God, now I'm getting confused. <laughs> or email us at Gmail at MCU rewind with no underscore at gmail.com. And with that out of the way, today's episode is Cloak and Dagger, Season 1, Episode 3, called Stained Glass. Original air date, June 14th, 2018. And here's a quick rundown of what happens in that episode. I can't wait to hear your summary, because this I wouldn't have been able to write this. There's the, I, I think I told you last time I did one of these that I will try to make it shorter. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was able to yeah, do that this time. Failed. So apologies in advance. Right after the end of the previous episode, Tandy wakes up from the car crash with a concussion, presumably from flying 20 feet out of the car. Then she drives away. She ends up back at her mom's house, and so does Detective O'Reilly, who's looking for her. That night, Tandy gets on a bus to leave town, but she's somehow transported to some dimension that looks really dark, but the light takes her to Kid Tyrone. She sees a vision of Kid Tyrone and his older brother. Then things change, and she sees teenage Tyrone shoot the cop that killed his brother, but that leads to death. I I guess that's the message. Visions are weird. Anyway, uh, it ends with her giving the vision of Tyrone handcuffs to arrest the guy instead. Right after that, we see what Tyrone was up to for the past 24 hours. He gets invited to a uh, New Orleans tour by Evita uh, that she does for work. She does a story about two brothers who dueled during a hurricane. As soon as one died, the hurricane stopped. That might come back later. I don't remember. Uh, Anyway, she also talks about voodoo. That'll come up later, probably. Anyway, Evita takes Tyrone to meet her auntie. The aunt says uh, that he needs a voodoo bath to clear out the evil spirits. During the bath, Tyrone gets taken to a dimension where everything is dark too, and the darkness takes him to Kid Tandy. Then things change and she sees teenage Tandy. They're watching Roxxon execs kill her dad repeatedly and she runs away. This repeats until Tyrone convinces her to stay, which I guess is the message. Anyway, visions are weird. After the visions... Tandy calls Detective O'Reilly to get help, and Tyrone walks around town with Evita, and they teenage kiss. Afterward, Tyrone realizes he can meet Tandy inside the church he saw in his vision, so he goes there and they eventually meet up again. Separately, Detective O'Reilly interviews Rake Guy, uh, basically tells him that she knows what he was doing when he was stabbed, and then he lawyers up without saying those words. Later that day, uh, Detective Connors says that he found an ID on a dead person, and this somehow clears Rake Guy, um... Detective O'Reilly does not believe him, but can't prove it yet. Uh, then she gets a call from Tandy, the, the one I mentioned earlier. O'Reilly says that she can't do anything to help Tandy. The episode ends with Evita's aunt uh, putting a 3D printed figure of Tyrone on some kind of uh, sill. Yep. Shelf. Shelf. That's the word I, I nope, so. should have said. Yep. So, all right. Some kind of sill. Mm-hmm. All right. Like a window sill or a, or a fireplace sill. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yep. Fireplace still is my favorite type of still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to our fast facts. On your left. Uh-huh, on my left. Got it. Next stop, Cavity Town. Right on, little dude. You got super speed. I do? You didn't see that coming? Al, what do you have? Uh, I do. I do have one, I yeah, swear. you're well prepared. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I totally didn't copy-paste one from the internet. Um... 
like two minutes before we started because you reminded me that we have yep, to do fast facts. Yeah, definitely, anything. definitely not what happened. Yeah. Uh, so the fast fact that I noticed uh, totally as I was watching is that uh, Tyrone descends the stairs in his vision, and uh, when he's doing that, family photos in the room change to uh, Vives of uh, Iowa associated with the Haitian voodoo. So Vives are like the icons or calling cards, and mm-hmm. Iowa are like the the spirits or intermediaries. All right, cool. Yeah, so I'll just parlay that into one of mine where I looked up, um, like, which of these people they talk about are real, which of are fictional. Uh, the Wilson brothers, fictional. The guys who played did a duel in the hurricane. But uh, Marie Laveau was a real woman, um, real voodoo queen of uh, New Orleans in the 17 and 1800s, or the 1800s. She was born in 1791. So I don't think she was a voodoo queen at nine years old. But yeah, people would come to her for like healing and um, just like getting rid of curses and stuff. The whole drawing an X uh, and that ceremony thing that he does for the curse. People do that in New Orleans. So yeah, so she was real. Yeah. Yeah, that that name sounds like vaguely familiar. Um, mm-hmm. It's I'm I'm betting that that's one of those people that like anytime anyone brings up anything voodoo, like they mention her. Yeah, just like anytime they want to bring up uh, <clears throat> a very old magic wielding person, that's always more like Morgan Le Fay or something like that, right? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. yeah, let's just use this person. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's true, but I mean one of them is real, and one of them, I don't think Morgan Le Fay was real. <laughs> I haven't read a lot of King Arthur stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Talking about some other characters, uh, I want to bring up uh, Nathan Bowen, uh, Tandy's father, who, uh, first talk about the actor. He's mostly a stunt double. Uh, He uh, he was a stunt double for Coulson in Avengers. So it's probably him getting stabbed. Uh, he also sent coordinator in X-Men First Class, Days of Future Past. He starred in like Buffy and Firefly and Spider-Man 2. But Nathan Bowen, or I should call him Nathan Tyler in the comics, because he had a different last name. Uh, he, I'm just going to read this one paragraph from his Wikipedia page. Because uh, in the comics, I think I mentioned before, his uh, he left to like, in Tandy's thing, it was like, he left to be enlightened by some gurus in India. Well, this is, he studied under several gurus until he learned how to absorb and distribute light. This power caused a slight side effect of killing people, and this would (laughs) initially only be used on ones who were dying. Which, from this paragraph, I don't understand why. (laughs) Like, he would use it on people who were dying? Like, to put them out of their misery? I don't know. Uh, yeah, the the slight side effect. Yes, of, yes, of yes. Killing people. Okay, the slight. all right. The slight. Okay. Um, but as time went on, he started using him on innocents. He gained a following and earned the name of Lord of Light. So he's a character from Game of Thrones. He's the one <laughs> that they thought Jon Snow was. Until one ah. day, he ran into his daughter and Tyrone Johnson, now going by Cloak and Dagger. He temporarily controlled. Con- yeah, he temporarily cured Tyrone of the darkness, and he tried to convert Tandy so they could both reach godhood. Tyrone and Tandy battled Tyler, who was attempting to drain the light uh, from the ladder when his daughter refused. Realizing what he had begun, Tyler kills himself by diving into Tyrone's cloak and is da- devoured by the predator who lived in the dark first dimension. I'm just going to imagine it was the predator like from uh, you know, the Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> Just oh yeah, it, it's yeah. it's got to be. Yeah, I I can't imagine anything else would be living inside of there, inside of his cloak dimension. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, he's only appeared in two issues. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. This all wow. happened across two issues: Strange Tales, Volume Two, Numbers One and Two. But yeah. <laughs> um. We also have Aunt Chantel, who's Avita's aunt. Uh, no comic book counterpart, but she has popped up in uh. Some nerd stuff. Uh, she was another role in MCU. She was a reporter in Iron Man 3. Uh, she also has had minor roles in Venom, Naomi, that weird DC show. And she had like a five episode long stint on Gotham Knights, that CW show that I never watched as Dr. Kelly. No word on if that's her first or last name. <laughs> there, there was a DC show called Naomi. 
Yes. Um, mm. It was about, from the trailer, because that's all I knew about it, is <laughs> it was a, about a teenage girl who was a aspiring journalist, and in the trailer, Superman flew overhead, and then she got powers. But the trailer was vague on what kind of powers, and it was canceled after one season. So wow, yeah. No, okay. I'm I'm just looking this up. I don't think I ever saw anything about the show. I'm kind of, I like I I'm looking at it now, and it premiered in January of 2022. Okay, so a year ago. Yeah, and it was canceled that May. So you got you got the the 13 episodes for those mm-hmm. four months. But wow, okay. When I think I saw like, do you remember like when DC did their own pandemic Comic Con, like DC Dome or something like that? That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't watch it because I think you had to pay to watch it. But I do remember looking at watching all the trailers just to see what they had. And you know what? That wasn't the worst product from them, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, the title of this episode: uh, Stained Glass. Uh, kind of obvious. Looking at stained glass through the church uh, in, like. I, I find this confusing to say Tyrone's vision of Tandy or Tandy's is it Tandy's vision, but Tyrone was there. I don't know. Uh, well, they, they, they both, they both had their own visions. Of, of the other people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we see, we'll kind of talk about it, but yeah, we see different <laughs> moments of Tandy's life uh, and then they connect through one of them. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That's all our fast facts. Yeah. Moving on to our heroes. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you were a superhero. Didn't? Mm -mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. Prove it. Prove what? That you're Peter Parker. I don't carry an ID with me, you know, kind of defeats the whole anonymous superhero thing. I saw you. You're a hero. A for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. All right, Tony, where do you want to start? Tandy or Tyrone? Oh, there's a little bit with them together. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll start there, and then I will pose the same question back to you. Ah, all right. Way to to not have to make a decision. I understand. I see. I see. Okay. Um, First of all, fair question by Tandy. Are you trying to kill me? Like, why would you think that? Because <laughs> you have a gun in your hand and you shot. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't follow up with, and you shot at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? He's like, no, obviously I'm not here. What? That that makes no sense. Oh, that's, oh, the gun shooting at you. Okay, that, all right. I understand now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, thinking from, Last episode, you know, it opened with the car accident, ended with the car accident. Mm-hmm. I thought the car was way more messed up to be drivable. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe it was in that image mm-hmm. from from at the end of episode two. Um, I mean, I thought the same thing. Yeah, until she drives off, like, oh, okay. I guess it's just it's just some visible damage or. I don't know. Do we ever see that car again? Maybe it really was that messed up and she abandons it like three miles down the road. Yeah, maybe. No, I mean, she could. I mean, there's got to be like glass and stuff. Who who are the oh, cops? Yeah. Ch- are the cops even chasing after them? Uh, I don't think so. No, they they just they just drove by. OK, so they passed I, I by they... her in this effed up car that still has the <laughs> just married thing on the back of it. Yeah, well, they're not looking at the back. It's it's dark. There's no lights. They're just driving forward, right? Like they just see a car. Oh, this car is all messed up in the front. Hey, I'm sure they're fine. They're they're driving. They, they must be okay. Let's okay. move on. Yeah, yeah. They're being summoned to something else. They need to get to right. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're no time to just look at each individual car they pass. That's true. Um, yeah, I had my uh, license plate stolen a couple weeks ago. Uh, and I've been, and it takes, it happened two weeks ago, and it takes two to four weeks for the DMV to replace your license plate. So I've been driving to, to work and back without a license plate. I had cops behind me and stuff. No one's pulled me over. 
Uh, <laughs> I've had like, you know, I've had the police report and I've had the email print out saying that's coming just in case I get pulled over. But now at this point, I'm probably jinxing it right now. I'm probably going to get pulled over tomorrow. But so mm-hmm, far, yeah. I've been concerned about nothing. <laughs> so maybe yeah, they don't yeah, care. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe not. Like pulling you over, that doesn't get them um, money from tickets, right? Yeah. Like that's why they're, they're, they're looking for the people with the expired tags so they can write that ticket and, and get money. Uh, well, yeah, but not right, having so, a license, you get a ticket also. Right. License oh, I'm sorry. Right. But like, they're not, they're not trained to look for that. They're like, yeah, obviously everyone has a license plate. I'm just going to look around for the color orange. Cause that's, that's the previous year, which would be expired. Al, I think um, you like, are too deep into like coding <laughs> because <laughs> this yeah, is maybe. how machines think, <laughs> not how people think. <laughs> says you yeah that's fair that's yeah. probably it <laughs> uh i'm getting real annoyed with this show keep splitting tyron and tandy up mm-hmm. yeah like, yeah together for 30 <laughs> seconds and then all right no yeah i i mean it, it makes sense it's not like they really know each other right like they're not it's not like they're old friends uh yeah but <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. all this weird crap is happening, and it's always involving them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they keep meeting each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I I don't remember much about the rest of the season, but it feels like this is the episode that really says, "Okay, you two kind of need to work together, right?" It's like the universe telling them, I "You think, you need to team up." I think this is one of a series of multiple episodes where they keep saying, learning that lesson, and they end up splitting <laughs> apart. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. All right so, uh, who you want to go with, Tyrone or Tandy? <laughs> uh, we see Tandy's stuff first, so I guess we'll talk about her. All right. So, yeah, she goes home. Uh, O'Reilly tries to find her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she goes yeah. to her her house, her mom's house, at like I don't know, six a.m. Like the crack of dawn, basically. Yeah, I mean, uh, which well. Yeah, like it could be the crack of dawn, or they could just be passed out because they've been doing drugs and alcohol all the previous night. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it could be that. Well, also we don't know what day of the week it is because if it's like Wednesday, then the assumption would be, oh, let me get her before she goes to school. So, could like that could be a logical thinking there. Like, oh, this is her her address, um, and then yeah. she gets there and like, oh, okay, this is a very different situation. Okay, so you're saying O'Reilly is like thinking with the best intentions. I think so. Yeah, it's yeah. not. She just happened to get up very early. I was like, well, like, I guess I'll go now. I'm up. Yeah, but, like I can't think of it's any of the other anything other than those two possibilities. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, it's good to know O'Reilly's on her side, though. She's worried about the assault more than the. <laughs> Well, not attempted murder. It's like she realizes it was self-defense. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I feel like Tandy's on. Well, right now she's not teamed up with anybody, but she's part of the wrong superhero team because she immediately runs away and heads to a charter bus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she I mean, that was her plan the night before. Right. Mm-hmm. Get out of town completely. Yeah. So this is, you know, it's 24 hours later. So she's like, yeah, I still want to get out of town that's still the plan so oh, yeah oh yeah. i was like i was joking she should be with the runaways but she's really bad at running <laughs> away so maybe she shouldn't yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly at least the runaways were able to do it after well to be fair they to did a whole after, season yeah at the end of the season right nine episodes that last episode uh, i don't remember how many episodes were in the season uh, 13? 13 i don't know okay then 12 episodes either way at least they do it for a yeah. show called the runaways <laughs> yeah uh i'm not gonna spoil if she runs away by the end of this season but i do know the answer but to be fair tandy and tyrone have both used cloaks and daggers in at least the first couple of episodes of their show so they're looking that is up true there mm-hmm. yeah that's true yeah mm-hmm. um so she falls asleep mm-hmm. uh is and wakes up on empty bus and i have is this why you shouldn't sleep when you have a concussion because you get like magic visions is that the reason 
I'm not a doctor. That's my assumption. Yeah. So uh, we didn't talk about it yet, but um, Tyrone's girlfriend's aunt says like, yeah, there's two ways to to clear your soul Mm -hmm. and open the mind, right? One way is to take this voodoo bath. The other way is to get a concussion and go to sleep. So like, yeah, I guess it's just a common thing. It must happen all the time in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, This is, I thought that was great because it's just like how, okay. I mean, voodoo magic aside, (laughs) it makes sense (laughs) that Tyrone is getting a vision like in the logic of the world. But it's like it, there was no way to get Tandy to have a vision, like from a writing point of view. <laughs> so it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 concussion. <laughs> anyone who yeah. has a concussion. So <laughs> anyone who has a dream during a concussion is getting um, is getting weird visions, right? From like you, I would assume you get real visions about the insight to yourself. But Tandy and Tyrone are like special cases. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, anyone who dreams otherwise is different multiverse versions of themselves. I was going to say the same thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, unless unless that's not a dream, right? Maybe maybe when you're asleep and you're dreaming, that's a vision of yourself in another multiverse. But a concussion, well, that's something else. I get. Oh, God, well, I don't uh, know. Actually, anymore. actually, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Kind actually, yeah, kind of spoilers <laughs> for this show, but they're going into I forget what they call it, but into another dimension. It, yeah, pretty much. I don't know if they say it in this season, even. I know it comes up in season two. Yeah, uh, I, I couldn't remember that voodoo came up in this episode <laughs> in this season. So <laughs> I like so it might come up in this episode and I can't remember the name of the dimension, but it will come up eventually. But yeah, so it's yeah, like it's, mm-hmm. they're sleeping into the multiverse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think it's the dark dimension. Uh, but it, huh, you know what it might be? Yeah. Um, we'll find out later. Yeah. Yeah. I have like mixed memories of this and another show that they cross into where they do dark mm-hmm. dimension y stuff. So I think it's yeah. dark dimension or that's where we're getting it from. But yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. We'll find out. Yeah. Mm hmm. All right. Uh, so yeah. So, want to run through Tandy's vision? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, go for it. No, I, I noticed. <laughs> I said my initial note was dreams of a small Tyrone, and then my next note says actually a young Tyrone, but just a tiny Tyrone would have been funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Same guy, a guy who looks like the the current actor, just you know smaller size possibly Um, 3d printed possibly possibly yeah yeah um yeah i mean you know she sees i I guess part of this is her learning about tyrone and kind of Mm -hmm. what his story is um but it seems to be also the the warning like hey tyrone his brother was killed by this cop and so he wants revenge right that's the story that tandy did not know about tyrone uh and then she just sees him continually try to get that revenge and then uh so the the warning of no and and it's just it's not going to work out for him so you tandy need to help him mm-hmm. like I, I feel like that's what what she was supposed to get from the vision um yeah yeah, yeah. and then i mean both their visions really is just them mm-hmm. doing the same things over and over again yeah and not fixing it and then they need the other person to fix it yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah um or or Actually, I guess that's a good point. I didn't think about that part, that they, they need to team up and work together. I, I thought mm-hmm. it was more like they just need to tell the other person not to do the thing that they really want to do right in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the part where he's killing the cop or trying to kill mm-hmm. the cop using like different things. He has a gun. He has a noose that he ends up killing himself. There might be mm-hmm. a third thing. Just I'm thinking of the comedy rule of threes, so. I feel mm-hmm. like there should have yeah. been third thing, but uh, she gives him. Oh, um, she gives him a dagger, which like uh, you know, her light dagger, and then it turns into cuffs, representing that with her help they could mm-hmm. bring him to justice. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. One thing I did not understand, and they kind of spell it out next episode, so I don't know if we want to dwell on this, but <laughs> Tyrone's checks. 
I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> I didn't either. Yeah. And I don't actually know what that, that I, I don't remember that being I, called I out can, in the next episode. No, like Tandy says what that means. Like I'm, I don't want to go to the next episode yet, but okay, all right. In she like verbally says what it means, and we'll talk about it probably next week. Okay, all right. Then but, yeah, yeah. That, that sounds good because I, <laughs> I I I feel like I need to know that. So okay, mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> yeah, and then um, yeah, she wakes up and calls O'Reilly. Um. Yeah, and she. I, I wrote down she learned that she should face her future instead of running from it. But that's what Tyrone learned about Tandy. I don't know what made Tandy change her mind. <laughs> Unless she knows what happens, what vision Tyrone saw. They they tell each other in the next episode. Well, they do. But at the end of this episode, oh. she, sees, she goes to see O'Reilly. Although oh, time right. is weird hmm. in this show. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's yeah, that that's gotta be within the same day. So yeah, she she leaves the bus and then goes to yeah. O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. You're right. I'm trying to think of something. What what would it have been? Huh. What could she have learned from Tyrone's visions <laughs> that a dagger can bring justice? <laughs> but she kinda did. I mean, she stabbed mm-hmm. rapist Rick, and he's the one who got in trouble. Well, kind yeah. of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm I'm trying to think of something, grasping at straws here, and I've got nothing. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Huh. All right. All right. Well, nothing really about uh, her meeting with O'Reilly until we talk about O'Reilly, because mm-hmm. there's yeah. information that they don't show candy learning. <clears throat> So anything else for Tandy? Uh, no, no, that's it. Yeah, pretty straightforward with her. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so going on to Tyrone. Mm-hmm. Tandy left her there. Cops driving by, so he jumps into the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading a book right now. Uh, based. Well, no, you probably heard of the show Lovecraft Country. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, did you watch it? No, I meant to. Never got around to it. Yeah, I I kind of fell off of it, and I know it diverges like a a lot from the books. But mm-hmm. anyway, so it's like I wanted to read the book because um, I heard it was really good. So I'm about halfway through now. <clears throat> but I've learned. Well, now I have a worry whenever any character, but mostly uh, uh, any black character going into the woods at night, uh, I'm just instantly terrified for them. Nothing happens to Tyrone, <laughs> but since I've been reading Lovecraft Country, it's making me worried. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> bad, bad things happen in the woods, at least in the first like half of that book. Ah, okay. That's that's what I heard the show was like too. Okay, yeah. Um, so okay, so Tyrone here, you know, he he, we saw from the previous episode, he teleported here. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't know how far he is from home. He doesn't know how far he's is from home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he has a phone on him to look right. at the GPS. That could be it. Maybe at least it's better than the last time when he was naked. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, which means is it are we so far at every episode? He teleports somewhere and has to walk home because <laughs> he doesn't know how to use his powers yet to teleport. <laughs> OK, so. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so, because like he teleports onto the roof of Roxxon in episode one mm-hmm. and episode two. Is it episode two into the cop's car or is that the end of episode one? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Uh, I I think that is. Yeah, I think that is partway through episode two. Yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. now we don't know. He could have teleported home. We don't have any verification. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, move. Okay. Uh, really quickly, looking at my notes from last week's episode, mm-hmm. episode two. Uh, yeah, that is the episode where Tyrone teleports into the uh, into the cop car. Um. But oh no no no! Sorry, I wrote down the wrong thing. Uh, I guess it was episode one when he 
tried to. Oh, no. Great. Now I, I, I just can't remember. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Suicide Sprints. Oh. He tried to teleport in that one and it did not work. I remember that. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, looking at my notes, apparently I did not write it down, but I think I think it was an episode two, probably when he got stuck in the car. Don't think it was. Oh, all right. Yeah, because uh, sorry, listeners who might have listened to this back to back. <laughs> but <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. no, he he went to like, he ditched school to find the cop because it was after afterwards, after he ended up in the. In the cocaine truck trunk. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. All right. So definitely mm-hmm. doesn't know how the powers probably snuck in home. Maybe like half an hour before I had to go to school. Yeah. But you know, what? he's getting good at this. So, you know, Is sneaking he... in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he's getting good at sneaking into the house. <laughs> so he goes, but he goes to school. Unlike Tandy, who I pretty sure he doesn't go to school at all. <laughs> probably dropped out. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, he goes, can't find uh, the priest, his like his mentor guy, because uh, mm-hmm. he got drunk. Uh, and he 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 prays and it's actually mm-hmm. really I find it really sad that. This pedestal he put his brother on because he's praying to his brother uh, instead mm-hmm. of praying to God. Mm-hmm. And just like that's, yeah, you know, I like I'm not a religious person, but I think it's showing us as like he's not looking for like God's approval; he's looking for his brothers and his family's approval. Mm. Okay, I did not interpret that it that way. I thought this was more like, like it, the words that he said made me think like you like some what someone would say. At, at a grave, right? Like, mm, like I, instead of going to a graveyard, like, well, he, he already goes to a religious school. Let's just work that in. Let's do it that way. Yeah, but like the some, uh, Catholic school, like, I mean, you would know that you said you went to Catholic school and I didn't. But it's just like <laughs> Long the, I, the idea of um, like lighting the candles and actually being at that altar right there is like it's supposed to be a religious thing, not just talking to a, a mm. past loved one. That's true. All right. I... <laughs> but like every good Catholic, when religion fails you, you turn to voodoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's true. <laughs> Which Probably I should make Catholics, fun. Like voodoo yeah. Voodoo is a r- actual religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 So I probably shouldn't make fun of it, but... I, you know, I some may. people, some people hop between religions. So, yeah. yeah, I also I like I as a former Catholic, I do make fun of Catholicism. So I think it might be just be fair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You you can do it because you used to be that. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably. Yeah. I have some some Catholic family members who probably disagree. <laughs> All right. Fine. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> So Evita has uh, someone who can help him with the curse, and that someone is pay me ten bucks and I'll take you on a voodoo tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm wondering, do you think he made her she made him pay? Oh uh ooh, that's you know what? Hmm. I don't think she did, because he just showed up. But then anyone can show up. Yep. That's not how you make a business. Well, maybe part of her job is to check the tickets. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't I have not been on a tour like that. Um, the closest I've been. Ago. Oh, OK. Go well, ahead. How, and how, I'll oh, tell okay. you the actual facts. <laughs> OK, well, the closest that I've been on for a tour like that was you check in inside of a building and then as a group, you all leave together. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, maybe maybe that's a similar thing there, like she has some paper where she checks the names or something off. And then she just said like, Oh yeah, uh, obviously he's written on this paper and didn't write anything down. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's pretty much is a couple weeks ago. So we live Sacramento about for people who don't know, maybe an hour, hour and a half from San Francisco. So we've been to San Francisco a hundred times. 
So it's just like we I was looking for something we haven't done on a weekend trip there. So we did a ghost tour of San Francisco, which we've never done. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, this guy had his phone out. He's got a list of people. And yeah, <laughs> just goes down the list. So, yeah, she could definitely should have, could have said Tyrone or she could have been yeah. like, I know somebody. I'll give you this link. Pay 20 bucks and then I'll have someone meet you. And he goes there and it's her. And he's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point if she works on commission then, then yeah. yeah yeah who knows <laughs> alright um, yeah so they tell the story about the dueling brothers who fought during a hurricane and stuff mm-hmm. I I bet that's important <laughs> I I do actually vaguely remember that showing up later in the season I don't yeah. remember how but but yeah yeah and then uh yeah. Uh I was wrong in their Easter eggs because I have the actual note here. Uh oh. Marie Laveau's grave doesn't like cure curses, it supposedly grants a wish. Ah. Uh, yeah, so. Okay. So I'll go I have friends who want me and my wife to go to New Orleans next summer. We'll see if it actually pans out, but if it pans out, I'll try this and see how it goes. <laughs> okay. I'll report I'll report back by season two of Cloak and Dagger. If I remember. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Let's, uh, uh, it, can you tell us what your wish is? Like right now, if you were to make a wish, like, can you choose what that wish will be? Or is it like a birthday uh, wish where you can't tell anyone? Oh, that's a good question. You know, as a kid, my parents would say, don't tell birthday wishes. It won't come true. Don't tell X, Y, or Z, but you can tell wishes on stars. The rules are different for, you know, the first star <laughs> you see at night or, or shooting stars. One of the star ones is like, Mm-hmm. That's different. Like looking back, it's like no, it's not. That's why my <laughs> wishes never came true, Dad. <laughs> That's the reason. Ah, okay. Your shooting star wishes never came true, Mm-mm. but your birthday wishes always came true. Always. Maybe it's the opposite. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I, I, I guess if your birthday wishes my, always came true, I I don't know what my birthday wishes were. I was like, no, you know what it is? Because I actually don't really like being the center of attention. I would wish for the singing to stop. And they all, it always did. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mine always came true too. Cause I always wished for cake. Ah, so it works out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So she, um, I, they're not very scientific with this. He makes the wish at Marie Laveau's grave, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They don't even wait to see if that wish came true before she takes him to Auntie Chantel to do all the spiritual stuff. I was just like, yeah. I feel like because, you do one thing, one variable, test it out, and if it doesn't work, <laughs> then try the next variable. Well, yeah, but also I think they know that that wish doesn't actually come true. I think I think they know, like this is this is for the tourists kind of thing. <laughs> it's not the real, real voodoo. voodoo. Exactly, the real voodoo is the stuff that she has to have him pay her aunt mm-hmm. for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet, I bet she made him pay. <laughs> Maybe Avita paid. Yeah. Maybe Avita paid the aunt ahead of time, but the aunt's definitely getting paid for this. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, late, you know, we we see him. You know, after the aunt says, like, "Hey, here's here's a list of things that you're gonna need." He said, "What? Where, where do I get all this stuff?" And and then right after that, we see him with the bag from um, Whole Foods. Whole Foods, yeah, exactly. Like, okay, yeah, it makes sense, right? That's the that's the joke with like, oh, all this old stuff that's so hard to find. Now you're like, yeah, it's it's all just, it's all just just there in the the kitchen. Well, yeah, it's, um, it's modernizing voodoo. It's like the um, the three D printed voodoo doll we see later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was a. Uh, I don't know if you watched the show Ghosts on. I. Uh, I started watching it. Like I've watched like five episodes mm-hmm. and it wasn't bad. I just fell off it. I just need to get back to it. Okay. But, yeah. yeah. A fun show. It's, got, it's had two seasons so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what there, there was a, a, a joke, like a one-off joke they had once. Um, and so one of the ghosts is a, an old Viking. Uh, mm-hmm. And so he was saying like, Oh, this is how you lift a Viking curse. You're going to need this and this. And this. like, all, he's just listing off ingredients. Um, and then he says, yeah, but like, it's impossible to get all of that stuff, right? Like you're going to die before you can even like Mm -hmm. get all 20 items on there. And then they look at the list like, Oh no, I I think we have all this in the kitchen right now. (laughs) Yeah. A bunch of salt, a bunch of time or whatever. Like, yeah. Okay. Yep. 
Yep. And then if not, it's just like you've got you got Whole Foods or you have Amazon. Like nowadays, there's no mm-hmm. spell we can't do. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. We we live like kings every day. It's great. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean we're we're literally using magic to project our voice across the world because I don't know exactly how Wi-Fi and cell phones work. So it's magic. Yeah. Any science exactly. I had significantly advanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That that thing you hate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Oh no! Every dream is a different dimension. It's getting up there too. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I uh, ever since I first heard that line, I <laughs> oh I thought that that might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in the MCU. Is so, that is that from the comics? Is I you know what? Probably, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but right. they, the comics, like a lot of things, like they'll mention it once. And no one will remember it again. So I'm sure it's happened yeah. somewhere. Yeah, okay. The That's question fair. is, after Secret Wars, where they presumably collapse the multiverse into one universe, which I'm assuming is going to happen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. does everyone just cease to dream? Maybe. Unless they collapsed a lot of multiverses and like other ones just got reset. They started uh, fresh. I, I hope not, because... I like the multiverse more than you do, but I do want the mm-hmm. multiverse saga to end with no longer having a multiverse. Oh, same. Yes. God, I hope that's what happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he takes his spiritual bath. Yeah, yeah. The first thing I think um, of as a homeowner is like, what's that going to do to the plumbing? Yeah, yeah. So so really quickly, before we talk about you know the, the vision and all that stuff, what was his plan here so he he sneaks evita in <laughs> to the house into the bathroom mm-hmm. and like his mom is there maybe by the time he's done his dad's there i, I we don't know right yeah so he's obviously taking a bath like if his mom knocks on the door he's just gonna say like hey, I, i'm in here right yeah uh taking a bath you know relaxing whatever uh it was a it was a hard practice session at basketball today or mm-hmm. you know whatever right okay so obviously like yeah he, he does that but then then after he's done with the bath and he leaves and what happens if if they catch him and Avita walking out like because they obviously know like yeah you were having you're in the bathroom for a long time like what what is his plan here okay well as someone who's never done this before mm-hmm. i would mm-hmm. presume after the bath, uh, Tyrone goes out, talks to mom, and Evita could just sneak out because she knows where the front door is. It's not like she can't <laughs> sneak in by herself, but she can sneak out by herself. I guess that's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I just I, I feel like this was stupid. Uh, <laughs> like he could have done it on his own. Basically, is what I'm what I, I'm saying. Like okay, I I like, hate when you say they're teenagers and they're dumb. I don't think mm-hmm, that's a good mm-hmm. excuse. Right here, mm-hmm. he's a teenager and he's dumb. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. Yeah, he's going to sneak a girl into the house. <laughs> well, yes, obviously. Um, <laughs> uh, I, and and I'm going to keep saying it. Teenagers are dumb. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they they are. But some most of the time, I disagree with you. Like, there's a story mm-hmm. reason for most things. But here, he's a teenager and he's dumb. <laughs> I honestly, this is one of the few things where I'm like, obviously, he would just. Read FaceTime the instructions her. and do it himself. Yeah, like, or I, I assume he was... She doesn't have to be there. <laughs> that makes sense too. Yeah. All right. Although, Ugh. is this the type of thing? Because like, is does this stuff? It does the effects of a concussion. So it's like, what if he passes out and like <laughs> slips into the bath and drowns, and she wants to be no. there? Yeah. Okay. That that one <laughs> could make sense. All right. Yeah. 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 All right. If that's how that works, yeah. I mean, based on the evidence we have, which is shoddy at best, I think Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. these ingredients cause concussion-like symptoms. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So let's go through uh, Tyrone's, um, Tyrone's vision of Tandy. Yeah. Uh, does he just think he's teleported again when he's back on the Roxxon building? He's like, son of a... <laughs> I I don't know. I assume he knows. Because he, he he knows that he was going into a vision world of some sort. And he has clothes on. Yeah, so. that's true. The clothes is a big tip-off. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so she sees tiny ballerina Tandy, uh, actual mm-hmm. you know seventy year old uh, ballerina, but she's like three inches tall. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. No, young Tandy uh, dancing on electricity. Now I don't know what this means. <laughs> uh, same, it's okay. Dangerous to be around her, or she she's a dangerous person, or something, or she lives a dangerous she, life. Ah, there you go. Is it? Yeah, I you might be onto something with that last one. Is it like similar to playing with fire, dancing on electricity? <laughs> yeah, that could be it. Yeah, the the, the old saying, the old voodoo saying. Uh, dancing over open electric lines. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know you were so versed in old voodoo sayings. Uh, yeah, you know, um, there was just this point years ago where I just wanted to read a bunch of sayings and found a handful of voodoo ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. Al, give me like three more voodoo sayings that you know. Oh, I can't because I just I forgot. You, you know, oh. you know my memory. I'm bad at it. Uh, but the other one, the the only I guess the only one I I do remember is um, a bath is better than a concussion. So, mm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a classic. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, so she dances on power lines. Don't know what that means. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, she. Then we get to like the boardroom scene. Like she's locked out of a glass boardroom. And watching mm-hmm. her father literally be drowned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. she she runs away. But goes back to the beginning, proving she's a terrible runaway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No matter what, she can't leave, even though she keeps trying. Knowing, we don't need to spoil anything. Mm-hmm. But knowing what we know about three seasons of The Runaways... Okay. Who is the worst runaway? Is it Tandy or literally any of the other runaways? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, hmm. Okay, I I have a reason to say Alex, but that is specifically because I know how yeah you know the, I know how those three seasons go, and also how these two seasons of Cloak and Dagger go. Mm-hmm. So, but I like if I were to say anything, it would ruin yeah. both of those. So I don't, I don't want to. But I'm going to go with him. I think I think Nico might be the worst runaway out of really the runaways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for stuff that hasn't happened yet, <laughs> but still okay. All right, yeah. We we gotta keep that on. Like in <laughs> in four years when we finish Runaways season three. Mm-hmm. And we'll mm-hmm. be able to compare both seasons of Cloak and Dagger with all three seasons of Runaways. Yeah, yeah, we'll get around to that one. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, she loops. Uh, she like and then more things that I don't get. Like she sees her mom mm-hmm. and she sees herself, but nothing changes. Um, until he wraps her in smoke. Yeah, her, his vision was harder to understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's it's him stopping her in a sense, him intervening mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah, yeah. And then um, change- oh, go ahead. I I have ooh, actually, you know what? I think I know what it is, but it ruins something for later in the season. That's kind of a big reveal. Okay, then we can um, hold on to it. Yeah. Okay. I I wanted to say something right now, like why specifically, but, uh, but it is another situation of Tyrone, you know, or, you know, the other person in this case, Tyrone helping Tandy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So instead of Tandy giving Tyrone the a dagger, the weapon, you know, to use to arrest the the detective, I think this is the same situation of Tyrone using his powers to help Tandy with what helps her. Yes. But (laughs) so far Tyrone's okay. So Tandy's powers (laughs) are, I mean, not counting the touching people and seeing their hopes and fears. (laughs) Tandy's powers are murder, but her giving him a dagger (laughs) doesn't, doesn't allow him to murder. And Tyrone's power is teleporting away. 
but it helps her not escape. So I uh, don't know. This is kind of contradictory. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. How about we do one of those things at the end of the episode where we we do the uh, spoil anything, and then we'll okay. and then I'll say what I'm thinking. All right. All right. Cool. We'll we'll do that at the end of this episode. So we'll come back to this. Uh, yeah. So spoilers and all that. All right. But yeah. So nothing so right yeah. now. Mm. So Tyrone Tyrone yeah. goes like appears in the church right where Tandy's giving people pills as communion. Mm-hmm. Young Tandy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and like we see, I presume it's all people Tandy knows. I don't. I only recognize her boyfriend at the end. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that was the assumption. Like, oh, these are the people she has stolen from, essentially. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And we see like uh, glass, the stained glass of her life. Mm-hmm. We yep. see like Tandy doing ballet, the father rig uh, explosion, her stabbing rapist Rick, and then there was one, the one they actually connect through. I couldn't tell what that was. Could you? Uh, I didn't really look at it, so I'm not sure. Um, hmm. Yeah, I rewound it a few times, and I just could not tell what it was. Uh, great. You're going to make me pull it up now, uh, just out of curiosity. So here we go. Okay, so this is Tandy for seeing it. It's like a crown of some sort, I think. A crown. Yeah, that's kind of what that looks like. Could it be like I'm not looking at it, so this is a theory. Mm-hmm. Could it be darkness? Is like them coming together? Maybe I don't know what color the crown is. <laughs> uh, look kind of red. Um, I'm wondering if uh, is there like a like a tarot card um, with a crown? I'm wondering if the crown means something because. It, it could also be... Well, she didn't use a tarot deck. She used, like, when she did Tyrone's thing, it was, like, just a deck of cards. Is yeah. it the Joker? Because <laughs> Tyrone <laughs> had the de- Joker in the Hope and the Fear section. It's definitely not. Um, okay. Uh, oh, you know what? Now that I'm looking at it, again, I rewound. Uh, so there's it's, it's a tall window. The bottom part is the part that I could see where the crown was. I really could not see what's above that. I don't think yeah. they show that part. All right, I am closing that now. Okay. So I'm looking at a tarot deck right now. It's like <laughs> the emperor. Okay. Uh. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that means something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, they touch each other and through the glass and then he wakes up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Presumably. So does she. Yes. <laughs> but, but we see him. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she she could not. I mean, she is in a concussion dream. Uh, <laughs> true. Yes. <laughs> uh, right. but, but no, because like he walks to the home, they kiss, woo, and mm-hmm. then he goes to the church, which he saw walking to the home, and he and Tandy need to talk. Yep. Finally. <laughs> Finally, it's about time they meet again, again, yep. again. again, yeah, mm-hmm. again. All right. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about our our stupid teenage heroes. How about you? No, no, I think we're good. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, this is a long one so far. All right, let's let's do a quick ad break. Then we'll pretty much finish it up because we don't have mm-hmm. much to say about the other things. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so start graving hazelnuts. Not bad. Excuse me, miss. You know anything about a lady blowing a hole through the roof of that blockbuster over there? Witness says she was dressed for laser tag. Tony, I've been having some problems lately. My new powers are getting out of control. Hmm. So you know what I did? What'd you do? That's right. I took a bath. Or, more accurately, a bath following the very detailed instructions from our sponsors at Voodoo Baths Incorporated. This bath opened my mind and told me what I most needed to know. What my goal is for the season. You know, summer. It told me that I need to give up on my revenge fantasies on that coffee shop and learn how to swim. And if you want a mind-opening bath, you can get one too. Just contact just contact our friends at Voodoo Baths Incorporated. They'll send you all the supplies you need to set one up. And better yet, you can get it delivered as a monthly subscription, just like your Amazon toilet paper. And if you're low on time, you can try their new Mind Window Shower. It's not as clear as a bath, but gets you through in a pinch. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get a free sample mind-opening session with their latest offering, the concussion. 
their monthly subscription, do they give you all the materials or do they send you a bath pre-made? <laughs> uh, the materials. Oh, yeah, but it's, it's, then... like a, it's like a bath bomb. So it's like one concentrated thing mm. that you just throw in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Good. I mean, otherwise I was like, listeners, you should go to them, but it's not for me if I don't get a whole bath every month. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you have to supply your own tub and water. Oh, but, but they give you everything else. Yes. Okay. Okay. No, I can't talk bad about our sponsors, but just like, <laughs> yeah, it's so much I mean, convenient, to- so much more convenient if it was a giant, uh, like water balloon. I mean, it not would for be. people delivering it, but <laughs> <laughs> it it would be. But I mean, Tony, you can buy like a kiddie pool on on Amazon or something, right? I, I think you're. I think you're good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on to our villains. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Who's been I mean, mm-hmm. villains and guy in the chair are a little together because, like, Connor's only yeah. shows up in one scene with O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so. Let's, I guess we'll kind of skip him and, and just talk about O'Reilly with so, Moving him. on to guy in the chair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> guy in the chair. And I turn the corner and I see this guy drop his backpack. He's getting all up in his face. And right before he's about to throw the first punch, Katie comes out of nowhere, steps right between us, and starts screaming the lyrics to Hotel California. What? <laughs> it's the art of confusion. Works great on stupid people. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering, listeners, you'll know whether or not I put the whole sound effects in <laughs> for villains. <laughs> <laughs> I've been tempted so many times, like for the 12%, to do, do the whole sound effects, and then be like, both of us, no, and then move on. <laughs> <laughs> all right um we start with o'reilly uh, talking to rapist rick mm-hmm. and yeah she calls him like she's a good cop possibly the second one we've seen in the mcu i was gonna <laughs> say the first one but then i remembered misty knight yes yeah exactly yeah. uh i feel like there was another one but i can't remember who it might have been um Oh, I mean, hey, what was uh, what was Foggy's friend? In... Well, I was going to say Foggy's mm-hmm. friend is not a bad cop, but he does mm-hmm. he, he doesn't he's not shown like doing the extra work to ah uh, yeah okay yep yeah that's fair that's fair okay then then yes yeah so this is she would be number two in yeah. in the list uh huh yep yeah yeah she calls him out he has defensive wounds on his face his pants were unbuckled so. Mm-hmm. And and his name is Rapist Rick, which is a dead giveaway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just like, you know, if you grow up and, and your last name is Smith, you know, you're you're obviously you're going to be some sort of uh, blacksmith. Right. Probably yeah. for a career. Uh, same thing. If your last name is Cook, I'm sure you're you're some kind of chef or a line cook. Um, yep. Yeah. And if your first name is Rapist, there's only a few ways you can go. I I. I guess your parents didn't like you. Like you can yeah. change your name. You can go by a middle name, but unless also he, unless he chose that name and then that's worse. <laughs> he might have. Yeah, yeah. We don't know much about him, but he might. But have. He's, he's yeah. a pretty bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, later that night, uh, he's approached by Connors. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, she gives him the rapist Rick's ID and says they found another drug addict. And the case is closed. Which is yeah, I guess. sketchy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's very sketchy. It's off. It's it's giving like the the bare minimum of like, hey, so I found this thing. Obviously, that means all of this other stuff over here that mm. I'm just gonna write down into a report. And yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. the question yeah. is, and if you might remember, but I definitely don't, who hired Connors? To clear his name. I or why is Connors doing it? I'm assuming it's hired because Connors <laughs> seems like that type of guy. Yeah, I don't remember. 
I think yeah. he was hired. Um, I know we will find out this season. We'll get okay. We'll get I'm, his backstory I'm and all that. Presuming from what like the Easter eggs I was skeptical about a couple weeks ago, that he is uh, Richard Fisk, so it's probably Wilson Fisk. It's possible. Yeah, but we'll find out later. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, that's all. I, oh, O'Reilly, I guess probably breaks the news to uh, Tandy that the case is closed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. When Tandy contacted her, mm-hmm. there's not much you can do. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Moving on, 12% of the plan. Mm hmm. Yeah. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself 12% of the credit. 12%. An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, oh. I lifted the heavy things. I've been dangling over the Grand Canyon for 12 I know, hours. I know, I know, I know. You went to the Grand Canyon? He could have used your help. What percentage? I don't know. Twelve percent. Twelve percent? That is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what? It's better than eleven percent. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Alright. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I just oh. think that 3D printing your voodoo dolls really takes the artistry out of it. And I don't think <laughs> I mean, yeah, it does the trick. You can influence the person, but really, it's not really connecting to your roots. I, you know, it's just a representation. Like it doesn't matter what it's made out of. At least this is probably more accurate. Of it, it looks more like the the target person. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm just a voodoo fundamentalist. Probably, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Orthodox <laughs> voodoo. Yeah. All right. Um, I've completely forgot. Do I say how we're rating this episode or do you? <laughs> I think I think I do because I wrote the intro I, or okay, the, cool. uh, the summary. I think, cool. I think it's probably who does the summary. something for next week. Anyway, okay. Al, how are we rating idea. this episode? I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost your best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? Well, Tony, how many combined uh, guys in the chair slash villains do you give this episode? This is hard. (laughs) Because this episode... We were able to talk about this episode a lot, but a lot of it confused us. So yes. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So I'm just going to give it, <laughs> give it three and I'm going to give it like, I guess guys in the chair and villains would be henchmen. So I'm going to give it a uh, curse, a uh, Malicus henchman who gets all like super big in Thor of the dark world. I'm mm-hmm, going to give mm-hmm. it the tinkerer and, um, Oh, I can't remember the guy's name. But, like, Thanos' guy who's got the extra finger who talks to Loki and gets his head twisted off by Ronan in the Garden of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, okay. yeah those, are, those are my three. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going with two and a half. Um, pretty much the same reasons you said, like, stuff happened in this episode. It's a 45-minute show. I remember, like, 15 minutes of it. Uh, until we we talk and go back and forth, like oh, what did happen? Oh, that's right, this happened and this happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's an okay episode, not bad. Just uh, yeah, it's all right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, everybody, join us next time as we cover Cloak and Dagger season season one episode four called Call slash Response Call and Response. Who knows? <laughs> and don't forget to follow us on X and Instagram and probably another thing called X. Uh, give us your ideas of what you want to hear in a scroll episode and join us next time. Why I ended up like that? I don't know. Have a marvelous day. Gonna get it, gonna get it. Nothing's gonna stop me now. <laughs> Now, welcome back to our post-credit scene. So, 
I guess we're talking spoilers here for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so early in the episode, we said that we'll we'll talk about spoilers uh, just for the season. So for this one season of Cloak and Dagger, nothing else. Uh, all right. So earlier, we were trying to figure out what was the vision, right? So why why is it that we saw you know Tandy's made sense? She helps Tyrone by giving him a dagger which turns into handcuffs and. The the assumption is that the vision is you need to arrest um uh arrest the guy I forgot his name. I can't remember Connors. Connors? Connors, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh you need to arrest him, otherwise you die. Like that makes that feels pretty straightforward for the vision. The one with Tandy doesn't. And so my theory is that it's related to something at the end. So um we know that Tyrone and Tandy, they part of their powers are when they touch people. So uh when Tyrone touches uh, people. It's like he sees their fears or something to that effect, right? Like something that they're they're scared of or something bad, bad memories kind of thing. Uh, so later in the season, probably like what is this? It's ten episodes, so probably like around episode eight or nine. Um, I I remember Tyrone touching Tandy and also Tandy's mom, and so they they saw a memory uh, Tandy's mom had of. Uh, Tandy's dad beating her, right? And so after that happens, I think Tandy no longer cares about trying to clear his name, right? And trying to make Roxon pay. Uh, I feel like that's a, like, oh, now we can, can move on kind of in a sense, right? Because up until now, her entire life, she's looked up to her dad. Like, he, mm-hmm. he's like the most amazing person and he died, right? So he's essentially a martyr at yeah. that point. So I think the vision is basically saying, Tyrone, you need to help unlock this memory so Tandy doesn't see her dad as as this, you know, super amazing person. That's my theory. Okay. I don't remember that happening. And also, I'm very prepared for this to be very unsatisfying if they just say, oh, Proxon's not that big deal anymore. But... <laughs> I... I vaguely remember like a conversation, like later, like after that happens, mm-hmm. Tandy and her mom have a conversation about it. Okay. And I don't know what happens after that. Yeah. Right. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it pans out story wise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, thank you Al, for giving the information. Also, thank you for giving me a second chance to sign off, but I won't take that opportunity. So have an even more marvelous day.